Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome to the Relic Grind Final Fantasy Square Enix Podcast here uh, from Ready Check Radio. It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means we're doing the show live. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy XIV's past, present, and future. I'm Mike Byrne, your host, as always. If you're watching over there on YouTube or listening on Spotify, thank you very much. But head on over to readycheckradio.com. All the socials are in the upper right-hand corner. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Like, subscribe, notify, feed algorithms. Yeah, I mean, you know how this all works. And dear God, if somebody tells me to punch the like button one more time, I swear to God, I'm signing out. I'm just signing out. It is a big day here. Lots of people in chat hanging out live, ready to take uh, their little opinions on what we've got to talk about today. But joining us, very special guest. Thank you so much for being able to do this. Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. How are you, Tark? programs i'm doing wonderful you know with the servers down waiting on the patch notes early access tomorrow morning uh really no, excited to get into it no i i mean you were here a couple weeks ago when we talked on this very show that that's not that's, that brain fart that's not tomorrow anymore but thanks for bringing up a very sore wound that's, that's kind of you also that's on the line mr adam lane aka chronos what's up sir he took my intro dude i was gonna do that too Oh, uh, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't original enough. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, we do have a special guest joining us today, though. Mr. Jesse Cox. Yes, Mr. The Jesse Cox. We we had to parse it out to make sure, to make sure. How are you, sir? Welcome. Thank you so much for coming and doing oh, this. Thanks for having me. You know, it's I'm sad the servers are down, but early access tomorrow. No, wait. I'm really excited. <laughs> wait, guys. See, you can guys. still do the joke. No, guys. You can still do it. No, guys. We never well, say just you repeat can. it. Yeah. Damn it, Kronos. <laughs> oh, my God. We're two and a half minutes in, and I've lost control. We're just, it's all over from here. A uh, few programming notes before we get started with, we, with the uh, holidays coming up. Tomorrow, we will be doing our three-person, one-chip challenge in Rocket League to celebrate 500 uh, Twitch followers. We have other targets set up when we get to 1,000, so if you're new to the channel, consider a follow and all that fun stuff. But yes, three of us will be doing the one-chip challenge and trying to cram as many Rocket League matches into there before we cry and have to have a drink. So join us tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on Twitch. Gaming Gumbo on Saturday as normal. We will be doing uh, a bunch of the streams as normal next week, but no Relic Grind and no Gaming Gumbo on Thursday and Saturday, respectively, to celebrate Thanksgiving. Hope all of you have a wonderful holiday, but make sure you join us throughout the weekend for the normal shows. So, gents, let's get to it. I wanted to take a little bit of advantage here uh, of Jesse being here, uh, because, Jesse, you're, relatively speaking, uh, newer to the Final Fantasy XIV, you know, hardcore, so to speak. I remember, you know, when it first came out, you you dabbled and and did some stuff there, but you were at the time a, a World of Warcraft guy through and through. Uh, but last year, in about the middle of the year, middle of 2020, Final Fantasy XIV bites you. You start playing it a little more. But this this wasn't a game that an MMO that came out of nowhere, right? Uh, even before its relative 
relatively recent push uh, in popularity, we're talking millions and millions of accounts, hundreds of thousands of active players at any given point across the, the, the globe. We're not talking about an Among Us that slept for two years and then all of a sudden everybody was streaming it. But we are seeing that kind of rise now in an eight, nine, ten-year-old MMO. So let's start with what got you first last year. Why the change? What made you stick, even though you had dabbled before but never stuck? Sure. Uh, boy. So what's the best way to say that I think the current WoW expansion sucks? <laughs> <laughs> and so... I think you nailed um, it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what I meant to say. All right, that's and... the show. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's what I meant to say. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm just not a fan. Uh, the best way I can describe it is like imagine in Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, we went to the afterlife, uh, or like we uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen we went and we saw Hydaelyn, and we're just in front of a big crystal. And everyone is represented there except for like Lollafells. You're like, well, where are the Lollafells? Ah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't want to talk about them. <laughs> That's pretty much wow, which is like, yeah, we're gonna go to the afterlife, but like, you know, it's gonna be there's gonna be like an elf afterlife and like a paladin one, and like one for like death knights. <laughs> and uh it's pretty much it. That's it. So if you're like a troll shaman, good luck, idiot. And that's what it felt like. <laughs> I and I don't care. I was like, the story is all over the place. I'm not in. It doesn't matter to me. But I'm like a big story gamer, and for some reason, I'd convinced myself years of brainwashing that you know what? One day they're gonna tell a cohesive story in WoW, and they're not doing that. Yeah. So it uh, kind of went totally the other way. Yes, uh, that is. It's it's a shameless plug. If you've watched the video that I did about my time playing WoW versus Final yes. Fantasy. Yeah, and you kind of coined the, it's an RPG MMO uh, phraseology. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it is. And that's, that's the experience I had when I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. is that coming from WoW, which is like you can start at any point and your investment can be very little and the whole objective is you're just going to play with friends to going into Final Fantasy XIV, where as a person who's into story and wants to like be invested in a world, uh, it, right away, I was kind of reminded that that's, that's the thing that they're doing. And it didn't become relevant to me. The reason why I sort of came into it later is when it first came out way back when, uh, and what's funny is when I logged back in, I had emails or you know in-game mail that were like, 2,469 days old. And I was like, ah, that must be from when I first started. So I, I, I started originally way back at launch for Realm Reborn and uh, played till about level 40 something. And then was like, eh, this is like every other MMO. Like, I, I'd rather just mm -hmm. go back to the one that I put time into. And so I just went back to WoW because there was nothing in it for me. Uh, like I, I knew where it was going to go. Right. Like most MMOs, you get to a point where you've done all the leveling and then you're stuck waiting for endgame content to come out. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'm not really feeling it. Nothing's really happening. I fought, I think, like a primal at this point. And most of the rest of it is me running from place to place. Or if I want to do quests in different zones, it was like, go, hey, famous warrior of light, right. go deliver lunches. And I was like, that sucks. <laughs> 
Titan. And then, yeah. And then I was like really bored with WoW, and I wasn't playing anything else at the time that wasn't like I wasn't in the online space. I was just playing other games. And a friend was like, "Hey, I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy. I'm telling you, you're gonna like this." And I was like, "Well, I have a character. I mean, I guess I can log back in. I think I'm still part of that FC from like way back when because it's not mine." <laughs> And uh, I was like, all right, I'll log in. And I logged in. I was still level 40-something. But uh, I, I powered leveled through all of that and got to the end of uh, 2.0 and, I don't know, maybe the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that was fun. Uh, okay, what what happens next? And I'm like, oh, you got to see what happens next. <laughs> so I just kept playing. And I was like, I guess I'll start streaming it. And so I started streaming it after I beat 2.0. So people keep asking me, where's all this stuff from A Realm Reborn? Doesn't exist. <laughs> you'll never see it. That, you'll never find that on the internet. But um, I started streaming it, and uh, the combination of um, you know me being able to play and read and interact with an audience and um, the sort of way they were telling the story, I think even though the sort of 2.1 to 2.5 patch bits are kind of slow because it's a lot of like, I'm talking, and I'm also talking, and now there's like... <laughs> Or a site, a lot of Whatever. setup going on there. Yeah, it's a lot of setup. <laughs> but then I think, like everyone, once you get to Heaven's Ward, you're like, "Ooh, I think I love this." And then you're just kind of like in the rest of the way, and that's the best way I can describe it. Because once you get to even like halfway through Heaven's Ward in, into Stormblood, and if you make it all the way to Shadowbringers, you're gonna be like, "I," it's it's like infuriating to see the way some companies do their MMOs versus this now. And now I like can't go back because I like that there's an MMO exists that like turning it off and walking away is included in the the sort of plan. Yeah, in the patch cycling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not meant for you to always be grinding a thing. Yeah, and they I mean, you, you have a leader in, in Yoshi P that you know, has flat out said that. Go play yeah. something else. Hopefully we'll mm -hmm. earn you back when dot two, dot three comes out and we'll see you then. It's fine. Go play something else. I think when, that is so nice. Yeah, so oh, definitely. Nice. Yeah, but so Tark, I mean, you you and I are version one babies. Chronos, uh, mm -hmm. you're shortly after two o. Like when we look at it, it's kind of just like, well, I mean, at its core, thirty thousand foot view, Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen doesn't really do anything new. Like, and not I love no, the game really. dearly. You know, I played WoW for yeah. years. I played Eleven for way too long, and still do play the damn thing. But it's a tab target MMO that is rotational built and built on the uh, tank healer DPS Trinity. It tells story very, very well, which, to, to Jesse's point, is a far cry from you know its biggest competitors, particularly of late. But Final Fantasy's always historically Chronos told stories in a very uh very nice fashion so to us it's kind of like what changed right <laughs> millions of people are playing uh and all of you that are recent to it welcome we love having you but like to us it's like well wait a minute what what flipped the switch here there wasn't like some big huge new feature and yes your streamers like a bellular and, and asmund gold they certainly and even yourself jesse that certainly brings a crowd to the game, but it's certainly not a crowd that Final Fantasy was like desperately needing or anything. It's just more to the to the big crowd. So what is it, Kronos? What is it recently? Last 12 months, last 20 months, from your perspective being 
a player that's been here the entire time. What changed? Like, why all of a sudden do we now have X millions of additional players on top of millions that were already there for a game that wasn't hiding, wasn't, you know, niche, wasn't any of those things? I think it's a few reasons. I think Jesse said one of the reasons at the beginning, I think a lot of people think, well, sucks. So, <laughs> like, so and, think- and maybe the answer does end up being that simple, gents, is that just WoW is in such a terrible place I- that somebody had to capitalize on it, and it just so happens to be Final Fantasy XIV. I- maybe that is it at the end. I think there was like a kind of a slow burn a little bit where I think there's a lot of people that, that played WoW for a long time. And they saw Final Fantasy XIV as like this weeb game. And I say that, I know like Asmongold has that opinion, or he had that opinion. And and I think when it, they don't really realize what it is until they actually like play it themselves, other than like you just look up, because like outside look at it, it does look a little weird, right? You got like cat girls, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Funny yeah. people, Your bunny ladies. Um, and that's no I different mean, from any other MMO. No, it, not it's right. not. It's not. But I guess, like you know, when you look at it, like at least from like when I hear like other people talk about it, like wow, you know, it's like the, you got like it's more cartoony, I guess. And then this is like more, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. But I've been playing it for so long, I don't even like think about it. I mean, I play a Lollafell, so like, judge me for what you will. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of reasons why. But I think it definitely helped when like a lot of the bigger names from WoW came over and gave the game kind of like a new light. Cause I mean, we've been at a con, we haven't had an actual content patch in what? Like six months, five months. Yeah. This is the longest we've we've gone period. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that says a lot, I feel like right there. And then because you have all these new players coming in, they don't need a content patch, right? They have like nothing ever. That's the cool thing too, about final fantasy. At least I'm not a WoW player. Right. So I can't really like, compared to stuff I really don't know, but from what I understand, they do get rid of stuff, and Final Fantasy XIV doesn't get rid of anything. Like, if you come into the game now, like, sure, I don't have as much to do because I've been playing the game for a decade, but when a new player comes in, it's almost overwhelming, right? Like, you have almost mm-hmm. too much to do. I'm sure Jesse has that a little bit now, Like, but he's going, you know, he's doing ultimates and stuff. He's doing stuff. I'm almost done. I'm so, I'm so yeah. close. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like... Three more which weeks. one you on? <laughs> uh, I, I did... Uh, alt. I did Ultima uh, already, nice. and then we goofed around in um. Oh my god, in uh, uh, Bahamut a little bit, but I'm not. I, like, here's the thing. I'm not a. Uh, back in the WoW days, I was a big hardcore raider, and then I stopped, and it was the best thing I ever did. Feel really good about it. Uh, and so <laughs> now. The only reason why I did any of this was because I was like, yo, that axe would look really good with my glam. <laughs> and uh, it's canonically Glamour accurate. Glamour the true endgame. <laughs> yeah. And so everyone in chat was like, dude, you got you to gotta go fight the, one of the hardest fights in the game to get that axe. And I was like, so be it. And so then I just, you know, <laughs> pestered enough people that they were like, yeah, well. And so here we are. I, I actually have a question related to that. Uh, how yeah. do you feel about, like, the progression system in this game compared to, like, WoW? Because I hear a lot of people, like, WoW isn't very... It's not like as horizontal, right? It's like more, or it's not. You, I guess it's not as vertical. It's like has more, like yeah. more options. Wow, what kind, like, what kind of progression? Systems, top of systems. I, I guess I mean like in-game progression. Like, like you just did all. You just did like the hardest fight in the in the game, or one of the hardest yeah. fights in the game for a glamour axe, right? Like it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, get, you got no stat value from doing that. You just got the pleasure of like doing a hard fight. Mm-hmm. And and like when you when you do like cutting edge in-game in, in this game, it's more just like. I, I feel like, at least for me, the pleasure comes from doing the fights as they come out because they're fun and engaging and, like, the challenge. 
But like I, I do hear a lot of like people say like, oh, well, it's boring because all like it is a, a higher eye level and the material is kind of like already like it's not really that interesting. But like yeah, I hear a lot of wow coming players from say, the world of Warcraft or, or other MMO where <laughs> the yeah. hardest fights have the biggest, best rewards that are going to further your stats, that mentality. Yeah, right. It's it, the problem with wow is that there are systems upon systems upon systems. So if you can imagine uh, if like. Everything in Final Fantasy XIV was in some way related to the collection of, like, tombstones. Like, everything was related to it. Not just like, oh, yeah, you did a bunch of stuff and now you can, like, collect a new weapon or you can get level 70 gear or whatever. Like, if everything was connected, like, your abilities and your upgrading skills and things like that, if everything was connected to that... um. That it's that kind of vibe where you are you are constantly grinding uh points. Right. And rep. And, and in this game today. Yeah. Yeah, and this game rep isn't like they even cap you at I think nine or ten. And then wow, it's twenty-five. And they increased that because they kept adding so many daily quests. But then they changed daily quests to world quests. And now you can just go around and there's five quests on every map every day and you can just boop, 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 boop. But that's still a ton of stuff to do if you're trying to keep up with like your collection. And so it would be like, um, you know, going in and every day you have this many things. It's like uh, doing Rolos, but on steroids. Where like you're doing your roulettes because you want to do them rather than if you don't do them you are falling behind on your grind for whatever thing you're trying to get. And if you aren't doing them every day, you're no use to your raid. And if you aren't uh, doing it in a certain way, you're no use to your, like that kind of stuff. And that's just too much for me. And I understand some people love it, but at the same time, I look at that and I say, okay, you've grinded that thing. A new patch has come out, negates the grind you just did, <laughs> gives you everything, and now you're on a new grind. Which is like insane to me that that's how it's done, and it's only gotten worse. And I, ever since they started doing stuff like that, I've just slowly been backing away because I I don't have the time in a day to just constantly be like, all right, I got to put in my eight hours of wow, like get out of town. <laughs> yeah, I think you touched yeah. on like why I personally like it. It's like I feel like the content in Final Fantasy, you only do it because it's fun and you want to do it. You don't have yeah. to do what you don't want to do. Well, I mean, and, hold on, because Tark, let's not sugarcoat it too much, right? <laughs> and we're all Final Fantasy fanboys here, so don't think any of us are bashing the damn thing. You know, I, I sleep with <laughs> my collector sets. Uh, so, if, I can Final, see that. Final Fantasy yeah. does have dailies. Final Fantasy does have reputation grinds. Final Fantasy sure. dove ha does have tombstones, gather them, it's weekly an MMO. caps. Yeah, it's, it has <laughs> all of those all things. That. And granted, there are fewer than World of Warcraft, particularly nowadays World of Warcraft, but there are fewer than, you know, Wrath of Lich King and, and Mr. Pandaria World of Warcraft. We, we just haven't reached those levels. What about the way Final Fantasy does those things differently? Pros and cons kind of list. Now, whether, whether it's directly WoW or just MMORPGs in general, I don't care. But Tark, what about Final Fantasy's approach makes those things any different more palatable, easier, more fun, more engaging, when essentially, at the end of the day, it is a grind doing similar things day in and day out. Because you don't have to do them for your player power. Um, and Jesse was touching on this. 
Uh, it'd be like you have to do Zadnor and do a certain amount of skirmishes and critical engagements so you can get uh, enchantments for your armor. Uh, you need to get, you know, your deep dungeons uh, done this week so you can have uh, glyphs for your weapons. Um, oh, now you got to get your reputations done. Uh, that will increase your material levels. Uh, so those are higher. And, and you got to do all these things so that you can do the raids in a min-max level. It's just not a thing that's here. It's all optional. Re really, the only things you got to do are your tomestone, weekly tomestones. Yeah, yeah and, and really, it. you only, as far as raiding... no more raids. Yeah, as far as <laughs> raiding goes, you really only have to make sure you do like a week or two of the damn tomestones before you're you're generally just grabbing the raid gear anyway, Kronos, so that you can whisk yourself well, off to Savage and, when it when it launches. And and to be fair, for the people that clear the stuff early, like they do it in crafted gear. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like they uh, some of those people, they don't even give a crap if they hit max eye level because the when the next raid comes out, they like all they they just raid log, right? Like they just want to do the eight mans. So they can just log on when the next one comes out and get the new set of crafted gear replaced and go. You well, know, like, the the one hold up on that is if, if if there's for sure an ultimate in the next patch. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. You, you got to prepare. Sure. You do you do have to prepare for an ultimate if you're trying to do like cutting edge. Ult. That's true. Yep. But there's there's a distinct difference in the way the two games present, sort of yes. like the uh, uh, end game mechanics. Right. Like if you look at the life cycle of say like a an expansion for WoW, it's level as fast as you can through zones that are designed to show you what to expect from maybe a raid or something that's coming up in the future. They, it isn't really that important, and the story's minimal. It's designed to be blown through by people who do not care about the story. And aren't reading and it then, anyway, yeah. Yeah, and then you get to the <laughs> end, and the end is where it's like, okay, here are your dailies, and here's this grind, and here's this other thing, and you're making your way towards a raid, and then you're running the raid about a billion times so you can get all the gear so that you can do harder versions of the raid, and then when you do the harder versions of the raid, the next patch comes out, and there's another raid, and a, maybe a zone that has another grind mechanic to it. And then you do the grind, and then you uh, do the raid, and then you keep that cycle up. And the difference is that in Final Fantasy XIV, 90% of the grind stuff you're doing does not follow that sort of gated path because I think I mentioned this in the video and I'll just restate it again because it is the biggest thing that annoys me with a lot of MMOs and Final Fantasy does not do this to uh, my delight. Every time it's like, okay, here's the story of our expansion a bunch of guys are doing a thing and you're going to be involved in it. And now you're like fighting your way to the thing and wait for the next patch. And All scene. right. Now some, yeah. And now some <laughs> more stuff's happening. Wait till the next patch. And and so all the story is now also gated behind grinds and continuing to play. And so your motivation to, to be involved in this world is like, well, if you want to get access to what's going to happen next, you have to have the gear to get there. Right? You have to have the item level to experience that. And Final Fantasy is kind of like, yo, hey, all right, one story is done. Thanks for playing. And we'll see you in a little bit with some more stuff. And it really isn't contingent on you having done that grind. Now, we did put a grind in there, and you can get a weapon that glows from it, but you don't need that weapon, and you don't <laughs> need to have a glow. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Now, you can do this other thing. We did put one in there that glows. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, look, we understand MMO people. We get it. Right. Sometimes people like to grind things, but it's unnecessary <laughs> for the vast majority of you. And we're still going to include like three, four hours of a story 
and then maybe like a, a fun little eight man or a dungeon have fun don't worry about it. the hard modes there for the people who want to do a hard mode it's that kind of stuff it, it also helps totally different when you have somebody at the top very public facing in 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 yoshi p that reinforces things the community says too right we've been focusing a lot on in-game comparisons here and that's fine but out of game comparisons, I think you just have a totally different approach. You, and you don't say. And you have for years. <laughs> I'd love to see it rub off on the entirety of Square Enix. And we have a little bit. Nice. <laughs> you know, other games are starting to do little live letter-esque type things in their leads up, lead up through betas and things like that. But you legitimately have a face, multiple faces, because this isn't all just Yoshi P either. We all know the names and faces of multiple uh, pro high-profile people behind Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, and let's set Blizzard's legal woes aside for a minute. Bobby Kotick, you need to resign. Um, <clears throat> Concur. Yeah, separate to all of that stuff, just looking at World of Warcraft development as a whole, there's a genuinely huge sense of Kronos. They, they aren't listening. They just aren't listening to us. And you definitely can't say the same thing on on fourteen side. Uh, yeah, I, there I have mean, been many things we have griped about over eight years, and I can't think of one that maybe there were some that weren't addressed exactly the way I personally wanted them addressed. But I could at least understand why they went down this address path. There, there hasn't been like really big gripes that weren't actively worked on, reverted, changed in future patches in fourteen. I don't and know. you just don't see that in WoW. I don't know. Uh, go ahead if you have something yeah, to say. Yeah, go uh, for uh, it. I just... My demand's <laughs> out there. Lollafells need to be able to ride on other people's shoulders. <laughs> I said it directly to the man himself, and I demand this to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then right here, you, you have my word. I'm going to make a stink. Oh, the stinkiest stink. Well, it, I'll be let, like, let me ask you this, actually. You've had the, the, the pleasure of talking to Yoshi P in real life. You did the interview I'm at sorry the media tour. No, you. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but you have also, in the past, talked to very high-profile developers in World of Warcraft's history, whether they're current sure. or not anymore. You've had experience face-to-face -face with these. I don't think you can say they felt anywhere near the same, no matter how respectful the person across the table from uh, from you was. No, uh, of course not. I think the biggest difference is um, failure, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, most companies, especially big companies... It's humbling. <laughs> they are They are ultra successful, and they have, you know, like, for example, Warcraft or whatever game, it does not matter. If you're a gaming company or any company... You never admit when you do wrong. That's just the way it is, right? It's the reason why you can have companies that have terrible legal woes. And it's like, if you just apologize, but the minute they apologize, some, you know, legal guy on their team's gonna be like, now we're open to lawsuits. Yep. And that's, you know, it, it sucks. And so big companies like WoW, for example, when it comes to game developing, they have learned a valuable lesson. And I don't think it's valuable, but for them it is that, um, the more you share and the more open you are, the more if you don't deliver, you let your fan base down. And, you know, this goes back to years ago when at BlizzCon they would announce things and that it would never happen. And uh, it would just upset fans. So they 
clearly have a policy of like keep everything close to the vest do not talk about a lot of stuff happening and you know be vague about stuff (laughs) and it sucks it sucks but the vagary allows them to create things and if they have to make changes they can do it and then be like well that's what we meant to do and from a you know game player side that's awful but from from a company side as a person who runs a company i understand not wanting to say everything because it it saves you a lot of hassle with that said the final fantasy 14 experience is a bunch of people that failed and they failed hard and publicly Mm -hmm. and they have nothing to gain ever from being like well we don't need to tell you everything they started with let's explain everything to you and it just became the way they do things yeah and and because of that failure and because of the way they do stuff uh it is vastly different and the experience is different and a conversation yep. with yoshi p is like a conversation with you uh yep. because there is no like well i am a golden god who produced you know all these amazing things and haven't failed like dude was like we were struggling y'all yeah it, it the, was rough. The, the part of it that yeah. I find the most surprising, though, Tark, is I think when you have a failure as big as version one was, it is very mm-hmm. easy to decide, if, if they're going to decide to reboot it, which they did, to then be pretty humble about A Realm Reborn and its launch. The part that does surprise me a little bit is that we're now eight plus years removed from that. In those eight years, millions of accounts, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of active players at any given time. They are still worried as a team that the next expansion, whatever expansion it is, that they put out, whether it be Shadowbringers or Endwalker, it just bleeds forward and forward and forward that they are going to screw it up. They still, to this day, have that mentality of all it's going to take is we're going to screw up one expansion in a big way and it's all going to be gone. Despite eight plus years of tremendous not just hey you're doing well but tremendous success well yeah that, that was instilled from them from 1.0 and when yoshi came you know he he laid the foundation for the culture that he wanted his team to have and the fact that he hasn't let up on that culture and it's just progressed as the years have gone by is a really inspiring thing to see um that you know your leader wants everyone to be included in this um i will say that yoshi as of late has shown a little bit of his, his saucy side you know taking a little yes he he's been taking some <laughs> awesome stabs at the the brilliance of him though was he did it across interviews right like yes he, he would he made he didn't like bash blizzard and world of warcraft or anything in like a diatribe he just made little tiny comments like here's in this little, interview little and in this interview and the devs some of these devs even play their games you know who he was talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know who he was talking about it's, but at the core you know him and the team you know they're humble they know that you know they, they, they've said it in the, the no clip documentary next expansion you know they don't know if they'll ever get a third chance they don't want to test those waters so they, they put their best foot forward every single day for us Kronos, what do you think? Yeah, I think we touched on a lot of the points. Like it, for me, it's about like vulnerability, right? Which I think is basically what Jesse was saying. To be honest, like it's they 
they like they the way they explain stuff is like like it's talking like we're talking like that's just how they do stuff and 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 I think their fear of like that stuff is warranted like what Tark said it just goes back to 1.0 where it's like they just don't want that to happen again and to be honest like one failed expansion is probably a big deal even even like if if Endwalker I'm not 100 well, percent yeah I'm not minimizing yeah, how, yeah um. Yeah. But I, th I think I think they do great, and it's the same reason why I give them the benefit of the doubt in a lot of situations. I don't necessarily agree with everything they do, like we mentioned earlier. Like I mean, there's plenty of things that I've raised to stink about. But at the end of the day, it's like they do so well in like almost every other area that it's like I I just forgive them for the. And everybody, nobody's perfect, right? Too like I'm not always going to get everything I want out of the game, and I play the game way too much to complain, to be honest. So, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the game, and, and the, most of my complaints come from just a place of, like, I just want to see the game get better, and I think that's where their mindset comes from, too. And so I really appreciate Like, I appreciated the fact, even though I didn't like the delay and how late it was into the cycle, I appreciate the way they told us. Yeah. Like, you know, the fact that he came on camera and basically told us face-to-face, -face, I mean, for lack of a better word, um, I thought was great. Like, I, I'd rather it come that way than a Twitter post. Yeah, and Neobari so. in chat says something. Blue There's <laughs> humility that you can see in the 14 devs, and you can see a complete lack of that in the top of, of Activeblizz. And I think what's even more important than being able to see the humility, Jesse, is that it's genuine. You know, it's very easy to come out and say, hey, we're so sorry, we're, we're really sorry about this. But there is a, a genuine factor to not just Yoshi P, but the rest of the Final Fantasy 14 team that you just, every time you talk to them and there's bad news, you could you could just see without them saying anything that they are feeling that uh, and we said it on happy's when we were doing the the live letter reactions live chronos it was yeah if this was you know what it was a blizz it was a blue post when shadowlands was delayed it was a blue post it was here's a forum post uh and that doesn't make the customer feel all that warm and saucy inside yeah uh, uh it's it's one of those things where the 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 saddest thing about wow at the moment is that it has no face um for years chris metzen was the face of yeah. bl like blizzard he wasn't yeah. the top dog but nope. he was the face he was the one yep. who would show up and he would talk to the people and he would hype up crowds and he'd yep. do the thing for the horde and, and we're off let's go yeah and then it, it, like he like <laughs> Steven did a whole like geek is thing which was terrible but he stood up there and did it because that's what the man needed to do and so he was a face and then he left and they had no face and they hired different people on to different things but no one was the face of the company and so eventually there was no well what's Metzen gonna say it was well here's a blue post about this thing and this is and Yoshi P serves that that he's out front he's the face people know like oh what this dude says goes we're gonna we're gonna trust him on this and he's earned that trust by you know being public facing and delivering on a lot of things people want obviously there are some downsides to how much uh time and energy he puts into being that public face because yeah i'm telling you there's no way in hell blizzard would be caught in a like 35 minute conversation about why teleportation fees are so high like that's never gonna happen <laughs> or like fighting with people in chat about how uh the last on the last live letter there was like it was 1 a.m and dudes talking about like how a change to a, some sort of system people are freaking out I'm like ignore them. i was like ignore them 
ignore them. It's like three dudes. There's like 75,000 people watching. It's three dudes losing their mind. Ignore them. And he's like, I've got to get through to them. It's yeah. like, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to. And he's like, I will. Yeah, we were it's saying like the, that kind the, of thing. the entire last live letter could have been about 45 minutes. Yes. Uh, yeah. The really entire letter could have been 40. And that's with a 40-minute apology at the beginning of that 45 minutes. The, the, yes. The live letter did not have a ton in it. Uh, there was a lot they, of stuff retread. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of retreading. Uh, we do have a little bit of 14 news. I guess we should get to that, and then we'll talk a little bit about the future now that we've kind of hit the past and the present. But in the news, uh, wise, they did post on the lodestone. Everybody, please remember the stat squish in Endwalker is coming. You will not be more <laughs> less powerful. You will just be as strong, etc. The numbers. Is that you should be, be right there? <laughs> yes. be, is that you? Yes. The numbers Are you will here be here with us right now. <laughs> will be smaller. Uh, but uh, of important note is a reiteration that you're if you're in the middle of leveling something, get to the nearest level. Uh, yes. Finish it because you will lose interim experience. If you're 70 and working your way to 71 and you're 30% way there, finish that 70% in the next two weeks. Otherwise, you will be 70 at 0% to level. You won't lose levels, but you will lose the experience. That doesn't apply to all things. There's some, uh, you know, uh, exceptions to that. Uh, but as far as your main character goes, finish off those levels. We also got, gents, a music video for the uh, the theme song now, for the Endwalker uh, lyrical journey post. I'm going to play it in the middle with no audio because Twitch and YouTube are dumb sometimes. But here you go. Wonderful song. I think all of us absolutely love the song. Kronos, you're, what is going on with your shot here? What oh, happened? my God. There we go. No, I was, I was dumb when I set it up. Uh, did you watch the video, Kronos? What do you think? Ahsoka's rocking it out again, of course, on a hillside I, in the middle of whatever. It looks like Dublin almost. I like the song. I'm not sure how I feel about the music video, but I don't know. I think I would have rather had some in-game stuff, but I'm, you know, they're trying to put some effort into this stuff, so that's it's cool. I like the song a lot. The I'll song's tremendous. Does it yeah. is, is this the best one for you, Kronos? As far as expansion the best theme songs? Theme? Hmm. I don't know, man. Shadowbringers is really good. Uh, it's up there. I give. Let me give it some time before I make that decision. Tark, is this know. is this the one? Did it did it top the charts for you? The song, yes. The music video is just a little artsy weird. I I, I didn't. Enjoy it's the video. a little just, artsy weird. You are a man a of culture. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I closed my eyes. I listened to it. Uh, when we first saw the <laughs> teaser trailer. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like I went when ahead we and I turned my monitor trip. off. I love this song. I love this song. Exactly. Um, when we first heard the teaser trailer, I even remarked when you know it was all three of us for that live letter. It's like this song is amazing. It really soaks in into my heart. Uh, Soken is is such a lyrical god, a music god. It's just I I can't imagine anybody else doing this you know except for umatsu so mm. i still got to give so, it to answers personally i just there's i don't know uh, if something's gonna pass and i know so it's good. cliche but susan calloway and answers and the choir in the background you know footfalls might not do it for me where's it rank for you jesse i i've been thinking about this for uh, first off the music video 
for everyone who was like, I think. Was it so artsy that you shut anime. it off? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just feel like the music video seems like the music video for an anime. So when people talk about 14 being anime, I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. They do be doing that sometimes. But it, 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 it's it's fine. The thing about this is I'm going to have to say this. Sh- I, I, I can't say it's my favorite theme. Only because the more I listen to it, like, it's two parts, but I feel like there's a a middle that if you go back and listen to every song in all of Final Fantasydom, there's like, you know, build up, middle bit, end bit. And this is like build up, end bit. Yeah, it does kind of just like abruptly end. And what happens is it makes you notice the stuff from the trailer that was removed that clearly wasn't part of the song to begin with, but it mm. makes you notice all the little yeah. uh, moments from other songs. And uh, with that said, so far, the banger from this from from this uh, expansion, I think the two songs included in the launch trailer, way better, way better. I love those. The like song that definitely seems like early 2000s rock followed up by you know just like a dope final bottle like battle boss sound song i'm like it's gonna be great now you can't you can get both of these by the way it's so you can get this musical video version and then the actual trailer version so if you're looking to pick it up the vinyl is uh is going on sale as well uh we have the game awards nominees we're not going to go through all of them here on this show that'll be saturday here uh 7 p.m on gaming gumbo when we'll make our predictions absolutely positively sure to go wrong uh on those but we do have final fantasy 14 nominated in two categories gents we've got best ongoing awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time so basically best live service uh apex legends final fantasy 14 fortnite genshin impact and call of duty warzone uh kind of bring it call of duty's year i think this is it kind of bring it bringing up the rear here uh so what do you think chronos i i gotta assume final fantasy 14 has uh has a the biggest shot of walking away of this with this one just looking at it but it is still always hard to count fortnite and the massive popularity even if you personally hate the game of that genshin impact is much bigger than you probably imagine that it is mihoyo is making money hand over fist with genshin impact Warzone, I yeah, and Apex Legends is a 1.6 billion dollar beast since it was uh, since it started. So these aren't slouches, but I still kind of feel, even without my fandom uh, in here, that 14 probably has a better shot out of the gate than anybody else right now. I, I, if I was betting money, I'd probably say Fortnite. Would honestly, um, I do think though the fact that we've had the surge probably gives us some kind of credibility to take it um i don't think it's like a zero percent but i don't know man fortnite's just a different beast to me i don't play the game myself but i see it everywhere it's it's not an easy lineup jesse to be sure like it's there's there's no real slouches in here no it's 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 a tough one Uh, i think they're deservedly nominated i have no idea how voting actually works Uh, you can go vote now clicky clicky that's it yeah but also (laughs) they have like super voters yeah right like that are 
So I have no idea how it actually works. Uh, but if we were doing it just based off fan bases, man, Genshin fan base is rabid. It, and I and don't know. Massive. They, massive. But I will say, if 14 wins, it would be like in... So in 2016, I had been on the internet for, I don't know, a decade at the least. And I won best up-and-coming YouTuber. <laughs> Congrats, Jesse! You did it. It would be it would be like that. It would be like like fourteen. They've been around, but like look at these kids. They're still doing it. That's what it feels like. So I would actually love them to win because I think it'd be well deserved. Because I don't know that they've just been winning ongoing, you know, awards like that. So I think it'd be great. Dark. I would love it if they won. Uh, I honestly think that the lack of content for the last seven months might actually hurt it and actually winning. Uh, but I would be thrilled if they finally took home that award. Sure. The other one they're nominated for is something we've talked about already on this show, Best Community Support. Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. Uh, once again, we see some familiar faces in Fortnite and Apex Legends here. But now we get No Man's Sky and Destiny 2. And as soon as I saw this category, I was like, okay, I don't see how 14 loses this one. I don't either. Uh, Destiny 2. Travesty. (laughs) Destiny 2 has done nothing but screw their fan base, including me, over for the last year or so, including the mess of a transmog system then into the locking dungeons behind uh, upgraded versions of the digital package to vaulting content. Apex Legends, I you know, I just generally don't see a lot of community interaction there besides, you know, okay, they communicate their patches. They, they should probably do that. When was the last time somebody was happy with Fortnite community service? Like <laughs> even people who love Fortnite hate their community service. And, and No Man's Sky, that one I could I could see as being a little bit of a sleeper, because that went from like nothing to a very very good game only because of communication and working with the fan base. So maybe some challenging there, a little bit of a dark horse. Do you can you reread the the totality of the category again? Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness inclusive of social media activity and game updates and patches that's the key that's so while if they didn't include that last chunk i'd be like 14 wins this but that last chunk is you know they're gonna be like how many tweets did they put out that have like new hero i don't know this could be an apex thing as well just because the amount of stuff they put out about new heroes and the new this and the new, uh, that last chunk is really decisive in what this category's winner will actually be. Because for as much as fourteen is like, we're gonna have an eighteen-hour live letter. Th- they aren't constantly putting out things every day on their Twitter account, for example, which I think might be detrimental to them. I don't know. Gronos, you kind of just nodding along there I, on that one. I agree. I, I agree with Jesse. It's like the, the other thing is too is like. I'm not a part of any of those communities other than 14, really. So it's hard for me to, like, really judge. But like I said, I see a bunch of Fortnite stuff on social media. So, if, like, that's a big key factor. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. But, like, I, I don't play Fortnite, but I know Naruto just came out, like, two <laughs> days ago or whatever. So, like, I, I mean, there's got to be something said about that. 
I don't know. We do have other Square Enix titles in the mix in other categories, including Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Near Replicant, both up for best score and music. Uh, And then we have uh, Life is Strange 2 True Colors up for best narrative, including some performances from that game in the best performance voice acting category. So there is a little more Square Enix love across the board. Jesse, looks like you want to jump in there. Yeah. No, I, I I hope they give it to Nier. Uh, oh, yeah. Even though Guardians is Nier great, is most good. of the music is like, you know, we found a great song we want to include, which is totally <laughs> different than making up a language and, like, including it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deathloop, not Square Enix, in all kinds of categories. So that's probably uh, one you're going to want to watch. Uh, we do have a few bits to finish up with here, but before we leave Final Fantasy XIV and wrap the show up, let's talk a little bit about the future. We know 6.0 is the completion of the Heidelin Zodiac story. Yoshi P has not been coy about that. He has also been telling you, hey, Final Fantasy XIV is not ending, but we, we got to take this into the future with a different story. We all kind of are wondering. We've speculated for weeks now, particularly on this show, We did see this past week an interview with Famitsu Magazine where uh, Yoshi P was asked about the end of the Endwalker story. And he said, there's a big mystery that will be revealed within the saga of the Hydaelyn versus Zodiac arc. For those of you who have come along through this journey of Final Fantasy XIV up until now, you might think you'll go that far? Once this mystery is made clear, it shall then form as the basis of the new chapter of the story. In lieu of that, we have poured our thoughts from these past 11 years and have also put preparation into the content moving forward for the next 10 years to come. Interesting little quote there, Kronos, just kind of, you'll go that far, that all in capital letters, Speculation has already begun, including our friend Ginger Prime speculating that maybe the Warrior of Light dies. Maybe that's the death we get. And while I think maybe that could be interesting from a narrative standpoint, if not a little overdone recently in video gaming, I think it presents challenges in MMOs that you probably don't want to start talking about, let alone (laughs) actually implement. But what do you think, Kronos? Is it possible the Warrior of Light dies? Or if the Warrior of Light is zapped into some alternate time or forward time or past time, and there's not a lot of death, but there are departures and goodbyes? I mean, there's going to be some death, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's going to be you, though. I, I'd be shocked. Well, I'm glad you shocked. don't think I'm going to die. I appreciate well, that. You know, well, you know what I mean. I, I mean, the char- our, our character. Our character. Alpha uh, Noe's I mean, gone. Bye, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, somebody's uh, dead. I think that's a big red herring. Somebody's dead for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of directions they could go because we don't know what's going to happen because this is like the first time they're going to actually depart from what they've been doing for ten years. But um, Yoshi P thinks yeah that this is going to be surprising enough that you're going to watch and say, I can't believe they went this far. I mean, what else, mm-hmm. Tark? Could it be? couple deaths and maybe a time jump a la uh, Louis Wa. You know, we, we get pushed forward you know, maybe a year and everyone's kind of broken up after everything gets resolved. I, I, I don't know, but I'm excited. He's also mentioned so Jesse, good. debts remain unpaid. 
People have been oh, skipping yeah. out on debts, and those debts are going to come due. I don't know if that's in reference to the end of 6.0 or beyond. Uh, I mean, um, no matter what, no matter what our fantasies are, we still have to deal with the fact that, like, it's they, an MMO. They got to run so, a business, right? <laughs> yeah, and so we can say, oh, they would fast forward a year, but then, like, what happens to the rest of the content? Is all the content changed? If I yeah. go back to you know Kugane, what's happened? Uh, and so it's it, that's the same problem that I think WoW has, which is like time jump into alternate realities here in the future. But if you want to do the story, or you like skip a, a, a patch, you're like, oh, I'm time traveling back to a time when this character looked totally different. You know, like that. It's it's a mess. So I don't know. But at the same time, I. Also, really just want something dope to happen like Estenian pile drives a moon. I don't care if he dies doing it. I think it would be amazing. But also that wouldn't happen because he's one of your uh, companions that can run around with you now in the trust system. So it's like, whatever, I guess he's fine. And you know but what? Also, they, they have Yoshi P has specifically said something about that. Like they got to be careful what they do narratively because it would be weird running with the trust system and, and seeing those characters. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you totally died, man. Like, what are you doing here? That's what trust? I'm like. You're totally All the flags dead. are pointing to a and being like, I'm going out like a G. Let's do this. But he can't. He simply can't. So he's safe because he's included in trust stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the things that I want to happen versus what will happen, you know, I have no clue. I want so many. I, I want to go see the new world. I want to, like, take me to Mericidia. Let's go to another reality. I don't care. There's so many things that could happen. Uh, but, again, it's an MMO, and I don't know how difficult it is to make any of that happen in, like, a way that matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would love crazy stuff to happen, but crazy things require a lot of work, and so I don't know if we're going to get it. Pray Return, we'll uh, great name, by the way, on Twitch, says uh, nobody think the rejoining actually happens. I would like to think that that could, but I don't think anything <sighs> we have seen yet, Kronos, in eight years actually indicates that that could possibly be the way this ends. I don't even think that's Fan Daniel and Xenos' goal, honestly. No. Uh, so I've heard, like, the, 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 maybe this is the thing too like some people think Xenos is gonna be like some pseudo good guy like he's gonna yeah. do a face turn so maybe that's it how dare you I want my dance <laughs> all, all, all I know is, is I didn't know I wanted it until now but now I want to see a steady and power drive a moon so like <laughs> that's uh, what I'm saying that man <laughs> jumping he ju he's like I'll see you on the moon then jumps to the moon <laughs> I want all of it you guys take the airship I'll meet you there yeah I was like I'll meet you there I'll be like, yeah! and we'll just go <laughs> alright uh, a few uh, loose ends here from Square Hey, Tark, your uh, Final Fantasy Mobile Battle Royale first soldier is now live. Have you played it? Nope. Why are you guys you say were it's the, mine? I you tried were the it. only I one that it. even remotely liked it. And they, and they gave you a middling review. Come on. Yeah, I still, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to play this. It's, I heard it was hard to play. I've heard they've had to do a lot of fixing day one. Yeah, I heard so. it's hard to play because it's a fucking battle royale on your phone. Well, well, no. Apparently, like if you want to try to play it on your PC through like BlueStacks, it was like breaking if you didn't have like very specific oh, graphics nice. cards. Oh, yeah. that's oh, awesome. awesome. So, that's so awesome. I think they fixed that now. Don't quote me on that, but I think they fixed that issue. But it took them like most of the first day or so. We did get the update to uh, Outriders though. So the, that updates live with some new endgame expeditions uh, and everything. And then 
they teased the expansion that'll be coming out uh, next year. Kronos, you actually tweeted saying, you know, hey, I, I'm I'm gonna have to boot this up uh, yeah, tomorrow, the day before. So what what happened? Uh, I mean, so it's a lot of quality of life stuff as well as just like a few new, like nothing really crazy stories. And a transmog like system that doesn't trans- cost anything. Imagine yeah, and that. By the, Amazing. Like, it's also awesome because you don't have to keep the pieces either. Yeah. Like it's like it's a lot, yeah. which is one thing I know exists in WoW that I'd love to see in Final Fantasy fourteen. I know we've talked about that before. I just and, let me throw my crap away characters. and keep it. Yeah. It's for your oh, yeah, and yeah, and it's account wide. Yeah, that was another thing too, which is also pretty sick. I played for a while. The quality of life stuff's nice. The biggest thing I think is uh your expeditions aren't timed anymore unless you want them to be. So you don't have to worry about like playing like when you when you got to the end game before, people would just spam the same expeditions because they you know, they were the fastest and the easiest to get within the time allotted. Now you can kind of just do what you want and you get the rewards no matter what, as long as you finish. So which is kinda cool. And I think legendaries are a lot easier to get, at least that's what it seems like. Uh, but the new expansion's pretty hype. I'm excited for that. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Yeah, we're not gonna see it until next year. Jesse, did you play Outriders much when it uh, when it launched? Yeah, I did. Uh, I actually think it was like super fun. Um, I loved what they created. It just you know was one of those things where it eventually just ran out of content. Yeah. And so I'm curious to check out the new stuff, and uh, hopefully it's good. You know, it hopefully is they wild having a looter shooter that isn't a freaking live service uh, for yeah. for once in a while. Crazy. It was, it's a little weird. Yeah, craziness craziness you know it only worked for borderlands to the point of let's make 70 of them (laughs) so let's let's see if we can do it uh and we did get a little bit more not a lot but i'm gonna show some screenshots here from final fantasy origin strangers of paradise Minimal right. chaos this time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of chaos. <laughs> you know, it's an underwhelming amount of chaos, actually. In the, but, but they Jack made Garland. up for it by an abundance of pirates. An abundance of pirates. Arr. Yeah. So we do get screenshots of some different locations, uh, including hmm. the uh, and some characters, including the King of Cornelia. This is uh, Provoca that I'm showing right here. Uh, looks pretty awesome. I'll take that. I'll take that. Then we get a, so a little, this? a bit, a little bit of some pirate ships. Uh, where Captain Bikes in there as well. We don't. I'm, I didn't pull him for the show. His screenshot just looked weird to me. What? What? Is, what is this game? So this is a reimagining of the original. Explain this to origin- me like I'm two. Okay, a reimagining <laughs> of the original NES Final Fantasy story, the right. very first one in yes. a Demon Souls slash Dark Souls type gameplay shell. Okay. All right. I just want to confirm that that's what they were doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to yeah. play the hell out of it, and I'll probably be like, what am I doing? Why they, am I doing the, this? The only thing what? we don't know, we don't know if it like is like the same story as the first game, or if it takes place like prior. That's, Some why, are that's why I said reimagining. Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. quite sure where yeah, they're yeah. going. Yeah. But it's definitely in the Final Fantasy 1 world. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I see it. I'm like, well, I've played Final Fantasy 1, and I recognize what they're doing. Yeah. But I, I know, don't know what I know is. chaos <laughs> and, and I know Garland, so I'm pretty right. sure I know what they're doing, but maybe not. Yeah. So, oh, and here's some screenshots of the importance of staggering uh, both your enemies and not getting yourself staggered. I don't know. We're we. I'm just waiting for the next demo, right? We we had the two demos, Tark. Uh, the yep. second demo was definitely a hell of a lot better than the first Whoa. one. That's for sure. So much better. But the second so trailer better. was a hell of a lot worse than the first one. And neither of those trailers were good and are doing oh. any favors for selling this product. 
Uh, yeah. so, so we'll see how it how maybe it it's just up. to stick with demos you know uh, their updated builds you know just have a little bit more of that and set aside the trailers yeah. speaking of demos all three of us uh Tark, Kronos and I were in the Babylon's Fall closed beta that was uh this week from the 15th through that? the 17th <sighs> you know it's really awkward <laughs> <laughs> that good huh yeah wow it's really awkward when i get an email from square enix and they say would you you know obviously you get the surveys right anybody that gets yeah. beta gets the surveys it's a little different when you do press and you get emails from the team saying would you mind typing up some feedback so that we can give it directly to the team and i sat on that email for a good 24 hours <laughs> before i started typing not because the game is bad. Please don't take that impression. And I, Kronos, Tark, we have not spoken about it, so I don't know your opinions. But this was a really weird beta. The primary functionality <laughs> of the beta, the closed beta for the two days that it ran, was really to test the cross-play functionality in their matchmaking. It was not to sell the game or, you know, in any way, shape, or form. They were legitimately testing a very particular thing for two days, and that was it. But because of that, the beta felt really weird to me. Like, you had no concept of story, you had no concept of narrative, you had no tutorial, you had no help with anything. It was kind of like, create a character, you're in a hub city, figure it the fuck out. Um, and you find, oh, here's a quest board. Well, okay, that's literally the only thing I can do anything with right now. I guess I'll go do this first one. All right, we're matchmaking you. Oh, shit, okay, yeah, okay, let's let's matchmake. Let's do it. It was just awkward navigating. I will say that I really did like the shift in art style. It's I think it still maintains that, like, oil painting aesthetic that the team wanted, uh, but doesn't make it look like a blurry oil painting like it did in early betas. This is still one, I got to say, at the end of the beta, and I, I told them this, maybe I'm not going to be invited back because of it. <laughs> I said, I'm not sure if I would buy this product yet. I like this and this and this. I said, I'm hesitant to give you negative feedback because this was a very disjointed beta, and I feel like I might be griping about something that totally will not be an issue. Um, and so I felt, I told them, you know, I feel a little awkward giving you negative, but I will tell you this in more complete betas, I will absolutely give you negative feedback. But I'm still on the fence on whether or not I buy this, knowing that this one is going to be a live service, Kronos. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I had some issues with it, but not with the matchmaking. Like, the matchmaking stuff is actually quite fine. I had, like, a few rubber band issues, but, like, that's expected. It's yeah. not even that big yeah, a yeah. deal. Um, to me, like, when it, if I started playing, I was like, okay, they're, they're trying to be, like, Monster Hunter. But then I was like, this is, like, really slow. Like it, for me personally, that's yeah, just how I personally it feels felt like it wants to be slow. Monster Hunter, but wants to be Demon Souls at the same time, but doesn't yeah, have. That's a good, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Like I, I, I didn't even think about that. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, it's like, but like not even like it's punishing or hard. Really, right. I just felt like I was kind of smashing on stuff, almost like Monster Hunter, but without the speed. Um, and and, and, and it also made the like quests feel really long. Yeah, it. and the enemies didn't even really feel that interesting. Um, like to fight. No. They made, some of them looked kind of cool, but they didn't. Boy, really a bunch feel of it glowing endorsements here, gang! Right, uh, <laughs> get those pre-orders in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as it stands right now, from what I've played, I wouldn't buy it either, honestly. Um, but that doesn't mean like I, this can't be the last beta. There's, there's no, oh no, 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 no. There's, no, there's, no. there's going to be um, more. Yeah. So I'll try it again. Um, it was fun for a little while, but I can't say it really like caught my attention that well. 
to be honest. So, Jesse, if you have you haven't played, we'll have to, no, we'll have to get I, you I'm, a key. I'm, we'll have to get you. A key. I'm blown away that uh, you said it's slow and it's a platinum games product, yeah. right? Yeah. It, so I slow thought it's not how I think of them. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like okay, we're it's like near, but like Monster Hunter and Monster and like you know like where you like get more gear and you get weapons and you equip up because you can equip like four weapons at once. So it's very like kind of near where you're swapping through weapons and doing things. Yep. But it's so slow. It's mm. not, it doesn't feel like near at all where it's like, it feels very satisfying and like kind of fast. It's just, and, and there's no like, you have like stabs and bows that I guess are kind of similar to like your little cannon and like near, but it's like takes forever to charge. Doesn't really feel that satisfying to be honest. Mm. I don't know. I may, Maybe I'm being harsh or something, but I I just yeah I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. So. Dark, where do you fall? You get the final word on it. I, I I'm definitely on the fence myself. Like if I had to rate it out of ten, maybe like a six. Um, I understand the the testing purposes. Um, you know that was for matchmaking. You know the fact that they normalized everything from gear to enemies, um, even your power levels really meant nothing. So you could just do the first chapter over and over and over again and get quote unquote better loot. Yeah. Um, and I said this in my survey, you know, I don't know if this game wants to be near automata, you know, with the, the weapon swapping and, and when you really get going, you can really pull out, a, pour out a bunch of damage, but it was slow, like monster hunter. So I didn't, it was stuck in this middle ground. I didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah. It's just really um, weird. It's like square might go over two on back to back games as a live service here with, with it, yeah. Avengers and, and now and Babylon's fall. We'll, we'll see. And, and then I also brought up to um, them that, you know, if you're going monster hunter, you know, I get the whole lack of animation canceling. I, I seem to maybe having issues with that. Um, but if you're aiming for this faster combat, you need to allow, you know, action canceling, animation canceling to evade and stuff like that. I didn't really like the graphics. I thought it was still a little muddled, especially in that rainy stage. Like everything just yeah. felt smeared and, and fuzzy. Um, I liked the environmental aspects in that stage where you had to dodge rocks coming out and um, the wind pushing you down the tunnels and stuff. Um, I, I just, hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I'm, one I'm, that you like. I want to like, but there's just I, I do want to like. Yeah, it. it's a weird. It was a weird beta too. I think the beta yeah. didn't do the. They they. It was a fucking beta. It was like a real beta, guys. So it was. we're just so it used to not beta. seeing betas used as betas, but uh, as pre-order you know advertisements anymore. Mm. That uh, maybe that's it. But the real reason I have you asked you here, Jesse. I want to talk about Final oh, Fantasy, no. the trading card game. None of the rest of this stuff matters. Uh. Final Fantasy, the trading card game, <laughs> Crystal Dominion. That set comes out next week on Monday on our stream. We will be doing our set review. You're a TCG guy in your past, Jesse, aren't you? Magic the Gathering, like, maybe? You mean you mean 20 years ago, yes. Yeah, 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 in your past. <laughs> yes, in your past. then yes, you are correct. In the past, yeah. You want to play the Final I, uh, Fantasy trading card game? I'll teach you how. I'll teach you how. I, I just... I, I have ignore what's going on in my office with all the stuff I have everywhere. I'm trying actively to remove things from my life. <laughs> so at one point in time, I did have, you know, in the background, I hopefully I'm pointing correctly. No, pointing up. I did have shelves filled with games. And uh, for a long time, I was thrilled about it. And then I moved three times in the, in three years and was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need no these anymore. <laughs> And so, uh, and now I'm just like getting rid of things. So I have less stuff. 
I even found that I had a whole collection of Star Wars trading cards. Oh, from like the early 2000s, yeah. late 1990s. I had all those from the, from that game, and I was like. Yo, who wants my collector's Vader? You know, like this. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get rid of this stuff. I love it, but I'm sure there'll be someone out there who loves it way more than me that I can like here, take it. Oh, why? So, well, I can't convince Jesse, yeah. but if you want to learn about the Final oh, Fantasy sorry. trading card game, like I said, set number fifteen comes out next week here in the United States. We stream uh, every Monday, seven PM. Whether we're teaching players online, playing online, we've got the cameras doing the tabletop stuff. Come hang out. We'll be I'll be doing a full set review because it's all been spoiled. So we'll take a look at all of it. With that, let's wrap it up, gentlemen, and head over to Love It or Leave It. All right, Love It or Leave It is the way we end every episode here of The Relic Grind is where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a feature in a game, could be a press release, could be something tangentially. You know what? It doesn't even matter. It's my show. I'm going to give you something, and you tell me if you like it, want more of it, uh, or if we're just going to leave it and throw it away. We talked a little bit about the Game Awards specifically, but I want to take this a little more generally, not target anything directly at the Game Awards themselves. But video games award shows in general. Are you a fan? Or are you not a fan? Love it or leave it? We'll start with you, Tark. Uh, love it. Um, I think we need to to build more legitimacy. Um, you know, movies have the Oscars, but video games do what ten times the amount of business. You know, we need to get that more in the mainstream. Maybe awards is is the way to go. But I don't know if, if what we have right now you know, lends to that. It's, it's not at the level of Oscars. So um, I, I love it. I love the idea of it um, and would like to see that uh, process grow. Fair enough. Jesse, what do you got? Uh, You know what? I say leave it unless I'm nominated, in which case, <laughs> love it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not a big award show person, but if I ever got a nominated for a war, you know it would be like, this, this, these people are smart. Jesse's all of a sudden an awards person. I'm going to tweet yeah, yeah. you. When it happens, I'm going to be like, you selling out son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. If I win, I'm going to sell out even more. I uh, I don't I don't know. I think the 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 problem with the award show is it's a lot of watching people just like, thank you to, da, 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 da. you know, it's a lot of that. And it does. You're absolutely right. Add legitimacy and all that stuff. But a lot of the games award shows are sort of buoyed by the fact that it's really not an award show. It's awards handed out between trailers that we really want to see. Yep. <laughs> and yep. so we're just like, oh, I'm here for the trailers. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's the same reason why I'm not watching the Oscars because there are no, there's not, they're not like showing new movie trailers in those. Uh, but at the same time, I do very much understand the, the idea and being recognized for all your hard work. So I, like, I get it. It's just just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not a great thing for the industry, unless I get an award. In which case, it's the best thing for the industry. One of the one hands of the down. What do you got, Kronos? <laughs> I've I've never met Jesse before today, but I feel like we uh, we link on certain <laughs> things. To be honest, I, I, I agree with him hundred uh, percent. And I, I'm not even really that big a fan of the Oscars, anyways. They don't really determine like the movies that I enjoy or go see. Like uh, so, that doesn't really like I don't I don't know. It's I, I watch it for the trailers, but we're talking about the general, so we're just talking about the awards. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it as well. But, yeah, if I get nominated, big fan. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great honor. It's a great honor. <laughs> a great honor. I'd like to thank all of you for this nomination. 
Uh, yeah, I'm kind of split on this one. I'm going to lean a little, just slightly into the love it category, but just conceptually more than anything. Like I, I there's, it's already been said, I agree with recognition for the humans behind these games, not EA, not Blizzard, not Square, the humans that actually work on the games and things like that. However, that said, the actual shows themselves when they're not just absolute politically motivated garbage uh, behind the scenes, and we've seen our fair share of those over the years, I just feel like I've watched some cringy, cringy shit in my life, but nothing tops most of these video game award shows where I, I'm just like, oh. Hydrobot. Yes. What's the best one? We not do this. Like, <laughs> people already think, gamers are dorks when you're on the outside looking in. Now, this isn't helping add legitimacy to anything at the moment when we're doing things like that. So I'm going to love the concept, but I'm going to leave our current palette of awards shows right now. I think, is that enough fence sitting? I think that's enough fence sitting. You were like right on there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, chat, don't go anywhere. Right after the show, we'll be going live with our usual Thursday streamer, Ms. Faye Death. What's up, Faye? I'm back. You How are you? back. Did you you had like your friends giving last week? So how'd I that did. go? I did. It was pretty good. It was fun. I brought a family favorite of pretzel salad, uh, which has absolutely nothing to do with salad, as one can imagine. But it was delicious. So does it have something to do with pretzels? I've yes. never heard of such it a does. Beast. It does at least have something to do with pretzels. I will share photos. It's a pretzel crust and then like a cream layer and then a strawberry jello situation on top because i'm ah, well definitely i mean that's actually that's what i put in all salads so right ex exactly yeah that's exactly. the dressing what are we streaming today um we're still stuck on a spaceship and so we have to keep dealing with the alien you gotta make i it. made a promise we, we gotta make it through a little more alien isolation chat don't go anywhere We'll hang out for a few minutes after the show here for some post-show, and then we'll go dark for about 15 seconds while we relabel everything for Faye Death. We will, of course, be back not next Thursday or Saturday. We'll be back with the usual streams for the early part of the week. But then, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Stay safe. Have a lot of fun. Enjoy your family. And if you're, you know, being with your family doesn't make you have fun, go hang with somebody that brings you peace and joy. Uh, have a great, wonderful holiday. We'll see you back here the following week. Until then, Tark, where can everybody find you? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. And here on Saturday and Sunday nights uh, on Ready Check Radio as we play Tales of Arise still. Kronos. Uh, yeah, same as always, Twitter. If you want to follow someone that likes to just complain about all the things that they really like, uh, you can hit that up. Got to go to bed early so I can play uh, Inwalker in the morning, right? Right. That comes up. I made it. I did it full circle. Yes. <laughs> right back. Jesse, I think some of those that vote for awards might need to know where to contact you. So where can they find you? The best place. Uh, all you got to do is go to Google and then type in pretzel salad. And <laughs> it's a picture uh, of Jesse Cox right next to it. That's what I did. Me eating a pretzel. I Googled it. I want to know what it was. And it looks like I would be my jam. I'd be like, oh, pretzel salad. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just I'm all over. I'm just, just Jesse Cox everywhere. So if you want to find me, that's where you'll find me uh, on the internet under that name. 
I've stolen it from every other Jesse Cox that exists. <laughs> Sorry, suckers. <laughs> much appreciate uh, you being here. Thank you so much. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there on Twitter at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, spelled incorrectly, R-A-I-D-E-O, on Twitter. <laughs> Come on over. Follow on Facebook, all that stuff. You know how it is. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.